students in northeastern Connecticut will be getting the chance to be the first in the state to take a new course about machine learning and artificial intelligence. Nicholas Bousquet is a computer science teacher at Plainfield High School. He'll be leading a course this fall called STEM Introduction to Machine Learning and AI. Bousquet says the school has already gotten national recognition for how and who they're teaching in computer sciences. Were some huge strides that we took in growing uh, proportional representation in our classes. More female students, more BIPOC students, uh, more students with disabilities who perhaps just needed uh, an open door to discover the empowerment and creativity that a computer lab should offer to all. The hope is to get students excited about careers in this field. They're already familiar with ways these technologies are used from algorithms on social media like TikTok to streaming services like Netflix and chatbox systems like ChatGPT. You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news update from the Connecticut, New York region. Suffolk police reach a tentative agreement in a lawsuit with civil rights advocates. Connecticut's attorney general is suing the makers of ghost guns, and New York teachers unions oppose the governor's plan to create more charter schools. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garone. There is a tentative settlement agreement between the Suffolk County Police and civil rights advocates in a class action lawsuit that started after Latino drivers were stopped by police and extorted for cash. WSHU's Charles Lane reports. In 2015, 21 Latino drivers sued the county, alleging police ignored a stop-and-rob scheme. But they said the disparate enforcement of traffic laws went beyond this one officer. Mina Roland Oberdick is a lawyer with Latino Justice. A much wider systemic practice of unconstitutional traffic and pedestrian stops targeted at Latinos, and which resulted in unlawful frisks, detentions, searches, deprivations of property, and unlawful ticketing. The proposed settlement would require the county to pay $3.75 million, publish traffic stop data in far more detail, and offer more outreach to Latino communities. Oberdick says this new agreement fills in the gaps of a 2013 agreement with the Department of Justice after police ignored complaints from Latinos that they were being hunted by white high schoolers. The agreement still needs the approval of a judge and Suffolk lawmakers. Charles Lane, WSHU News. Connecticut Attorney General William Tong announced today a lawsuit filed against ghost gun manufacturers. Selling gun parts to anyone without a proper license is illegal in Connecticut. WSHU's Molly Ingram has more. Ghost guns are fully functioning firearms that cannot be traced by law enforcement. Ghost gun parts can be purchased online and printed by 3D printers. An undercover investigator from the Attorney General's office purchased weapons from four out-of-state companies. Tong says the companies are based in Florida, North Carolina, and Utah. It is highly illegal to sell these parts here in Connecticut, and if you do that, we are going to come after you, and we are going to hold you accountable, and you will face the most severe consequences under Connecticut law. Tong says some of the company's websites disclosed that they could not sell to Connecticut buyers, but shipped parts to the state anyway. Molly Ingram, WSHU News. 
In New York, Governor Hochul wants to ban flavored and menthol cigarettes and raise taxes by $1 on a pack of cigarettes as part of her state budget. But convenience store owners say those actions would lead to more tobacco products bought and sold on the black market. Kent Sopris is the president of the New York Association of Convenience Store Owners. He says his 13,000 members could lose $1 billion in revenue a year or would even go out of business. There would be jobs lost for sure. And some stores only sell flavored tobacco products. They're just very popular. Uh, if you take them away, those entire stores will close down. Opponents of the proposal say previous attempts at prohibition haven't worked. The state banned flavored nicotine vaping products back in 2019, but that's led to an increase of black market sales. A proposal from Governor Hochul would add 85 more charter schools in New York. More on that coming up after headlines and a message from our supporter. Support for After All Things comes from Hartford HealthCare. More COVID vaccine answers at hartfordhealthcare.org slash vaccine or 833-621-0600. Connecticut legislators introduced a new joint resolution to provide state residents with the right to clean air, healthy environments, and stable natural ecosystems. This green amendment to the state's constitution would give citizens the right to sue the government for poor environmental care. Housing advocates in New York want to create a $2 billion fund to help landlords make up for lost rent payments during the pandemic. The New York State Association for Affordable Housing says the fund would cover a third of a year's overdue rent and boost local housing authority budgets. New York's emergency rental assistance program ran out of money in January. Greenwich, Connecticut's Conservation Department will begin oiling Canadian goose eggs in order to control the ever-increasing geese population. Officials coat eggs in corn oil to prevent the eggs from hatching. Ponds and rivers near Greenwich saw an increase in disease and their water quality worsened because of the geese. Governor Hochul's proposal to increase the number of charter schools in New York is getting some pushback from teachers' unions and the state education department. Hochul says the changes are minor and shouldn't be causing any upset. Karen DeWitt explains. Hochul wants to lift the regional cap on the number of charter schools in New York City and allow the licenses of charter schools that have closed in the past few years to be reissued to new ones. The change would allow for about 85 more charter schools across the state. The leaders of the state's major teachers' union say that's a bad idea. United Federation of Teachers President Michael Mulgrew says Hochul is making the same mistakes many of her predecessors did. We cannot believe we're here having these conversations again 
when it is clear that parents in the community really do not want an expansion of charters at this point in time, because they understand that the resources are being drained from the public schools. Most charters do not employ unionized workers. Mulgrew says charter schools, which under state law are required to be funded by public school districts, often cherry-pick students from a community. He says the schools seldom provide services for children whose families may be homeless or do not speak English as their first language language, and they can expel rule-breaking students who must then re-enter the public schools. Even the state's education commissioner, Betty Rosa, is skeptical. At a recent joint legislative budget hearing, Rosa questioned why so many charter schools are created in black and brown neighborhoods, but seldom in predominantly white areas. If it's such a wonderful uh, experiment, then let me see it in places that embrace it other than communities of color. In New York, education commissioners do not work directly for governors. They're independently chosen by the Board of Regents. The regents are selected by the legislature. Charter school operators have been largely silent about the proposed changes, but some have come to the Capitol in recent days to support it. Marian Raka is CEO of the Black Latinx Asian Charter Collaborative. Charter schools are one of the most innovative and impactful tools that the legislature has created to deal with the educational inequities that face our communities. The legislature now has an opportunity to evolve that strategy by correcting a missed opportunity to put that tool in the hands of the community it was most intended to impact and help. Raka and other supporters and board members of the collaborative say the expansion is an opportunity for people of color to be in charge of more charter schools. Raka says only 6% of the state's charter schools are currently operated by non-whites and few of the teachers are black or brown. Her group would like to change that. They plan to meet with the legislature's black, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, and Asian caucus to try to get them on board with Hochul's plan. Hochul, meanwhile, is downplaying the backlash to her proposal, saying the changes aren't that controversial. I've simply said that we should look at the fact that there's a statewide cap. The legislature already approves 460 charter schools, but I never understood the logic of having a differential between New York City and the rest of the state. So, so I'm simply saying that we should just remove that arbitrary line and allow the growth to continue. And the governor says increasing the number of charter schools won't take away from public school funding. She's proposed record high spending for K-12 through education in her state budget proposal. So the argument that this takes away from public schools, uh, I won't allow that. The governor says she herself is a product of the public schools and she supports them. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. For the latest news from Long Island and Connecticut, you can listen on the radio or anytime online at WSHU.org or with the WSHU app. After All Things is supported by Hartford HealthCare. And here at the station, we really want to connect with you, the listener. So if you have any thoughts or story ideas you'd like to share with us, please feel free to reach out by email. It's news at WSHU.org. I'm Sabrina Garone. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.